I'm Zach. I'm Diego. This is Wicked Pissa Sports. Because sports is Wicked Pissa. This is our first episode of all, the first episode that we have done for Wicked Pissa Sports. Today we're going to be talking about the Celtics and their mess, mess for lack of better terms. Of the Boston Celtics. Yes. After, uh, of course, uh, the dumpster fire of the 2020-2021 season, we seem to have even more of a dumpster fire off season. Yeah, because, I mean... Not, not, not everyone's very happy about right now, but you never know what they're going to be doing. Yeah, so last season, for people that were living under a rock, the Celtics had the same amount of wins as they did losses, and we got bounced in the first round by Brooklyn. We were ended up being the seventh seed, and I know we were injured for a lot of the season, but still, we were the seventh seed. We had two all-stars. Like, come on now. We, got, we could be better than that. Mm-hmm. After the season, we had a big shakeup in terms of the front office. Danny Ainge, our former president of basketball operations, has retired. Replacing him was Brad Stevens, um, who was our former I th- coach. I think that was a really good mood. Uh, well, not mood. Move. Because, yeah, obviously, I know after he's kind of said it, Brad Stevens said, oh, like, I'm getting kind of tired of the coaching. It was a big mental toll, especially after the pretty much playing, like, three seasons in a row, basically, like, without break, which is, you know, like, the short season that was 2020, cut off from COVID. And then a few months later, starting up again in the bubble, what, a month and a half break? And then yeah, it was not even that long. starting again after that, like right away. The, basically. Yeah. Uh, and also, I feel like he, I think I feel like he knew that his voice was running low. Like, I, he, I think he understood, like, no one was really listening to him, paying as much respect to him. Like, I don't yeah, think I it was that no one was getting I think there was that. Respect. I think. I think we needed a new voice in the. I think he understood that that we needed a new voice. Yeah, and I'm surprised he didn't take all that money to go to Indiana if he knew she was out the door. But hey, president of basketball for president think, of basketball operations is for you. Hey, go right ahead. I think he's he's done some okay moves so far, but what I, mean, I think, even though we had a lot of potential last year and before, there was that kind of. Weird COVID thing. A lot of players were not to the what's uh, what's the word like to the potential they could have had, and that kind of tired everyone out. And and as a result, we that, sucked. We sucked. And we sucked. We were horrible. Teams, a lot of teams did not live up to their own potential like they were supposed to. Like the Lakers, practically, yeah. what they get one win against the Suns. In the playoffs, yeah, yeah um, that was ridiculous. LeBron's ev- first ever first round exit in his career, which is crazy. Which, as a Celtics fan, is awesome to see. But that's yeah, the point. of course, of course, it's awesome to see LeBron fail. After Brad moved up to the president role, we hired, we started our coaching search, um, which was interesting. I let's just say I would have liked to see. A few other per- people be considered highly. Don't get me wrong. I like the coach that we got, but I liked 
I think they should have given more interviews to Sam Cassell, um, Alvin Gentry. You know? I think I was rooting for Jason Kidd. Jason, uh, well, I wasn't really rooting for Jason uh, Kidd. People but do not like Jason Kidd. I don't. Be, awesome I coach. didn't. Be, I didn't because like he doesn't. He's been there and done that, and he didn't do well. Like yeah. he has not had good success. He's had experience, but not good experience, in my opinion. Um, and he coached Giannis, and he should have he should have done something with that, but he didn't. Um, and I also believe, yeah, Sam Cassell I mean, should have been considered. Udoka and all coached the, the Bucks this year. He was an assistant coach for the Bucks. Yeah, and so that's, that's who we hired. That's, Ime so that's a championship team. That was a championship team this year. No, he no he and was I coaching the having... Brooklyn Nets. No, he was also with the Bucks. I thought. Not last season. We can edit this out, by the way. We're gonna have, we can edit this portion now. Ime yeah. Udoka, I believe, was the assistant coach of the Bucks. Uh, not the Bucks, the the Nets. He was with the Spurs for a long time. Yeah. He was with the Spurs for the longest time. Then he went to Philly, and then he after he went to Philly, he went to Brooklyn. Well, he also has experience with Team USA. And then the Team USA team, yes, correct. So we can which edit is, that one. Which is why. Well, which is why um, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown like him because they he coached them for Team USA, yeah. you know. And I believe having them super involved with the coaching selection was super important because they they got who they want and who they would. Um, flourish under yeah that's know? true yeah that's you know so true. having I, i'd rather them get someone they know and respect than someone they've never met you know you know for i guess coach. so don't get and, me wrong i do like Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka, yeah i think that for... he will be a great presence no for the question. celtics this year yeah and but yeah not only as a coach but just a presence for the team during games yeah and he has a lot of good experience yeah, obviously being with the Spurs for almost a decade, pretty much. And then he moved on to the Philly under Brett Brown, and then this past year he was in Brooklyn with three superstars. Um, oh yeah, he has a lot of good experience. I do wish that we could have considered Rick Carlisle a little bit more. Rick Carlisle, don't get me wrong, I understand. Like they wanted Jim, those the three of them, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum wanted Udoka, and I understand he's a great coach, great man. But Rick Carlisle has done it before. He's won a championship. And he is really – he's a really good player development guy. He knows what he's doing. He's been there and done that. So I, I wish we could have considered him more, at least give him an interview. We did it, I don't think. Um, obviously, he's now the coach of the Pacers, um, which was his first team, I believe, as a head coach. But mm-hmm. either way, I do am happy with Ime Udoka as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I think that was a very good move. Without question. Well, moving then, on. We also yeah. had the Kemba trade. Yes, Kemba and a number, the number 16 overall pick. Our first, our lone first round pick. We traded them to the Thunder for Al Horford. Cool, Al Brown, Horford. And a 2023 second rounder. I love me some Al Horford. I well, do think Al Horford. I a think good what's great that Al Horford did was that he robbed Philly all that money and now <laughs> he, he comes back and we have him for like was he on a minimum is he on a minimum he contract? has to be on the minimum I mean like he didn't play great this last is, year I, 
I do I do firmly believe that this will be his last season. You think? Playing, yeah. I yeah, I think so. And I think okay. being out of Celtics for him would be great. He can give it one last shot. I mean if he ends up playing really great, give it another year. If he plays like subpar, I think you retire, but retires a Celtic. Oh, I mean he loved team. he loved his time. Here, I mean, he, he also played he, a whole bunch under in Atlanta, so he might not retire like exactly. technically with them. I yeah, mean, he may out. retire at Atlanta, but I do believe he thinks of Boston as a home for him, though. I do. I, I agree with that. Like he is, he, 30, he is thirty-five. I just checked his age. He is thirty-five yeah, he years is old. Thirty-five. So he is getting up there. He is on the younger he, side, but he is also. Yeah. I do think he could contribute, though. He can 100% off the bench, especially with the leadership, with the voice, but also, like, off the bench with numbers. Backing up up Rob Will. Obviously, yeah. He is going to be really good for the Celtics, in my opinion. Um, After that, that was the first trade that Brad Stevens um, orchestrated. And then we had multiple draft trades. We had two. Uh, One of them was the three-team trade that we had with Sacramento in Atlanta. Um, We sent Sacramento, and we ended up in return getting from um, the Atlanta Hawks. We got Chris Dunn, who's a point guard, Bruno Fernando, who's a backup center, uh, like bench warmer center, and a pick, 2023 second round pick. Um, my reaction to this is uh, I'm happy we got rid of Tristan Thompson, personally. Oh, yeah. I do, no more connections. Yeah, that and he costed a lot of money. I think he was a, a for the, he, I don't think his play backed up the amount he uh, price tag. Don't get me wrong, was, he is a solid if it player. Was 2015 but, no. Tristan Thompson, different story. But yeah. obviously, and, we did not get 2015 Tristan Thompson. We got old man Tristan Thompson. I mean, he's not that old, ex- but like he's yeah. showing his age. Yeah, and I, I think we expected the two, I think we expected the 2015 Tristan Thompson. Once he arrived, we were like, oh my gosh, like this guy's gonna be great. Gonna, yeah, I thought the same double, thing. Double, I, thought, I was like, like, great, you know. Yeah, walking double-double, you know, get offensive boards, defensive boards easily, you know, and second-chance points. But obviously, didn't really happen. He was not as dominant as we thought he would be. And thankfully, we got rid of his contract. It, it ended up, especially if you ever noticed with Brad Stevens coaching, it was always get the board, shoot it out to get a three. Yeah, I think we just misused Tristan Thompson in that area because yeah, he did. ended up like pat- as part of their game plan. Yeah, I agree. You know, with that. passing it out back to Peyton Pritchard or Marcus Smart for like double coverage three, <laughs> yeah. something like that. You know, and then yeah, but I think having Imei Doka coaching, yeah. you know, changed it up a bit. Cause no, I I feel like we'll no longer see those desperate threes. I hope not. I think Remember, we also like preached... we'd be so close to like bring we're like be down, mm-hmm. and we'd be going on this great run, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. time's running out. We get they got desperate, and then just start fucking threes up instead of yeah, slowing you... it down and just yeah going for two. I mean, and he I... also preached in his press conference. He preached a lot ball movement he said a lot we, yeah, we weren't exactly. great on ball movement, and he preached that and i think that's going to be helpful especially with chris dunn being horrible that is, Celt- that is yeah that is celtic that is the celtics <laughs> hidden weapon 
Yeah, Chris Dunn. And when you've watched the games, when you've watched games where they've passed it around so much and then had great ball movement, they win. They were great. Whenever it's the game where they're relying on one person to perform really well, that's the games they lose. Even though they were, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both had like career games last season. Yeah. Like they did have career games. Yeah, but that doesn't translate to win, and that's most important. Exactly. And I I think what happened. can't always rely on them to do that. Yeah. A lot of what last year was, in my opinion, it was a lot of ISO basketball with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. And I'm not saying they didn't get anyone involved, but it was a lot of isolation basketball. Um, and that's partly because of um, the coach. But now that, what it is. Now that we've gotten everything written down on, like, the roster and everything that we have right here, the free agents and the trades – I don't think this is going to be a bad season. Oh, yeah, well, right. like, I think instead I of right. relying on our superstars like we did last year or our all-stars, I mean, they're practically they're going to be superstars this year, don't get me wrong, Brown and Tatum. I agree with that. We're now giving so much depth. Yeah, well. Just, um, instead well, of having uh... a bunch of awful – no, instead of having just a bunch of awful players, we have a lot of – Decent players. You tell me, Not Chris good, Dunn's decent? but decent. You know, and like we can switch it out all the time now. Yeah. No, I'll do give it. Like Chris Dunn, we did get Chris Dunn from that trade, and I do give it. Like Chris Dunn was a great defender. He's a great defender. He was first team all defense, I believe, a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the all defense teams. I don't know, but he was good at defense. He cannot score for his life. Um, he was just injured. He didn't really play much for the Hawks last season. Um, so hopefully we can use him in the right way. I think I have faith in Udoka in that regard, but he's not the greatest player. Um, the second trade that we made on that same day, we used the rest of our TPE, our exception that our trade exception that we got from uh, Goran Hayward. We we used the rest of that eleven million dollars and we traded for Josh Richardson. Um, who was originally from Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, and we in return, um, had, and we had to send part of that trade. We sent Moses Brown, who we acquired from OKC from the Kemba trade, which is yeah. what it is. It's fine. But I mean, um, Josh Richardson, I believe, yeah. in my opinion, he will provide a lot. I think he has been declining in recent years, um, which is okay, whatever, fine. But he's still a solid shooter. He's still really, really good in terms of shooting, in my opinion. Um, and I do, I really do believe he will contribute. He will be, I think he'll come off the bench. Um, I really, I think he will come off the bench, but he's, he's going to provide a lot of good shooting that we did not have last year. Um, especially from the three point line. Um, and I think he's a veteran. I think he's going to provide a lot of leader. Smith, Romeo Langford, a lot of like that guidance that they desperately need. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it'll. I think it's going to work out well with Josh Richardson. I, I have a good feeling about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. we got another homecoming for free agency. We got our boy, honest Ennis Canner. You know, oh, Trailblazers, oh, yeah. and the Celtics back to Trailblazers now this year back to the Celtics. Yes, on a one year, one year two point seven million, seven million yeah. dollars, and yeah. yikes, um, my. Uh, <laughs> Why, why did we get him though? That's my point. Why? Why? Just why? 
Like, what's the point of getting him? He is a horrible wants, defender. He wants to retire number 11. He wants to be the reason no one else will wear it. Who cares? First of all, first of all, <laughs> Payne Pritchard is not. I know, I know, I know. But that's like second of all, the year after the year after the year. Maybe he gets it back. I don't know. When he first signed Ennis Kaner, he said that and when he chose number 11. Yeah, but he blows. So he's so bad. Like he, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great defender. He's a great rebounder. No, no, hold on. He's a great offensive scorer and he's a great rebounder. I give That's him that. Good games this past season. He did, but he cannot defend. And uh, no, he has no sense of what defense is. And I know he's getting he's the minimum. He's so slow too. And he's so oh slow. God. And I understand what he's getting the minimum, but he. We already have Robert Williams. We have Al Horford, and we traded for a center who's probably gonna be a bench warmer. But still, we have. We have a bunch of centers. We have a bunch of big guys. Why did we sign them? I don't understand that, but maybe Barrett Stevens has a plan. I don't know. It's only for one year. I'm not going to overreact about it, but yikes. I, once I saw that news, because it was literally like the first signing. It was like a, like a ding on my phone, and I was so excited to be like, you know, IT or like a reunion, something like really like that we needed, like a point guard. And of course, it was like Ennis Cantor on a one-year deal. Like, of course, it's just had to, it had to be someone that's like absolute crap to come on the Celtics. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Well, why I fill mean, a position of knee when we could get Ennis Cantor? Why not? It's just that makes that makes so much sense. Out of all the free agents. Out of every single person, Ennis Cantor. I mean, that's number one. First free agent. Top priority. <laughs> top priority Ennis Cantor. I mean I do think we have all these like one year deals with people and some people some players also running out on their yeah. deals after i do believe i know it's not our prediction time yet but after this year with all the cap space we'll have for the 2022 2023 season yeah well i think that's a we could, that's doing. i think that's the year they're seriously gonna like land like i'm saying like damian lillard or like yeah, okay Right, yeah, he's gonna definitely leave Portland. He's he. Hey, it's he's not been leaving Portland. About. No, he's he not. He will. Uh, no, he's not. Brad Absolutely Beal. not. Brad Beal, maybe. He's not leaving Washington, dude. They're gonna I, sign him like the. They're gonna sign him like the five Washington. year, dude. He's gonna be eligible for like a five year, like two hundred and fifty million dollar deal with Washington, exactly. and no one can match that. No one can match that. They're building around. Did you see, see Lucas? Did you see Lucas? Yeah, Luca got a five-year deal. Two hundred five-year, two hundred eight mil. Good for him. Like, and I think Bradley Beal is going to make way more than that because he's eligible for it, and they're going to pay yeah. him. And I think their team got better this year, actually, with the Russell Westbrook trade. I really do. Yeah, believe Russell that. Westbrook, like love him or hate him, he did make Washington a better team last year. He, he was a great player, but I think they got a lot of good role players from that trade, and I do. But think now he got Dibley the Los Angeles help. nursing home Lakers. The nursing year. home Lakers, yep. Their average, their average age is like, I think like thirty-two point four. It's ridiculous. They're the not average that I mean, age of the players on the team. Yeah, but they're going to be good though. I mean, Trevor Reese, they will is a be solid good. Player Kendrick Nunn's a good player. Like, like everyone said Lakers. it. Everyone said it, it. This is the year LeBron's going to get like mellow his his ring, and then Melo's going to retire. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I think I think that's what's going to happen if the Lakers win the championship. Yeah, well, they won't. They'll all retire, so. and then. No. I don't think LeBron will retire after this year. No, he won't. But listen, I'll he's tell you this. He's gonna play till he's like forty-two, maybe. He's gonna be Tom Brady, yeah, I know. But like, he's going or to... like like Vince, unless he like gets like a serious injury. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully Which not. He hasn't had a serious injury in so long. 
Yeah, so, I don't like, think he's had one yet. I think he's been he's been pretty healthy throughout his he's career. Been, he's been in like every he's played every season. Aside I'm from that sure. one year with the his first year with the Lakers. Aside from that year, yeah, when he, like, he was like, out for he, like, all those times, he like broke yeah. his butt or something like that. Something like or his ankle. No, no, he like he had like that. No, he like had that torn groin muscle, and like he, yeah, and that's what it was. He yeah, couldn't he play the rest groin. of the year. That's a and then that's a that was like the first injury. time he missed the playoffs or something like that. Which was that's about literally like. I was so happy when he missed the playoffs. Not because he was injured. When he that missed was the, the playoffs. Year, that was his first year with the Lakers, right? Yep. And, all right, so let's get back to the Celtics. Um, yeah, so no more Lakers. This is a Celtics after, podcast. Yes. After all those trades, I think, and all those free agent signings, I think it's important to note who left So at, yes, thus far. Um, Semi Ojale, obviously, the Literally one of the worst players in the Celtics. Um, <laughs> hey, he was a not, good. He was he no, was the heart of the no, team. He was not the heart of the team. He <laughs> was not that great. Um, he could not. He like he thought he thinks he could shoot threes. Couldn't. But I think he'll, hey, be, he a, to, he'll be he'll be a he great have, role he would player. Sometimes have those like those like reverse layup jelly rolls. Yeah, you do, yeah. and then it'd be everyone would go insane. It was like, where did that come from, dude? Yeah, I've mean, never seen that one in practice. Uh, no, but I think he'll be a great role player. He'll be great doing a great job yeah. at warming the bench for Giannis when he sits down. I think he'll be great in Milwaukee. Um, I think that's all he'll do. Sorry. I mean, he might get like five minutes. Like uh, He's not that great of a player. Well. And then Evan Fournier yeah. with the four-year $80 million deal. Now the Knicks have a super team. Now the Knicks are going to be much better. Because um, now Kemba is tra- was traded to that, bought out of his contract and signed with the Knicks. So they're going to get two Celtics guards that we're going to see multiple times a year. And then just so we can just think, what if? Like, what if? And I do give Evan Fournier credit. He tried to work it out with the Celtics. He did. He 100% tried to work it out with the Celtics. And yeah. it didn't work out for the sole reason that he's worth the money that we couldn't offer him. He's worth the $20 million a year. He's really good. And I think see how he performed for France. France like, geez, he was great. And yeah. even like when he was on the Magic, he was really good. And I think he's going to be a very important part of that Knicks team. I think he will start that team. If not, if, if he doesn't start, he'll get a meaningful bench role. Um, uh, yeah, he'd probably be become like their sixth man or something like that. I think Derrick Rose might be their sixth man. To be Who? fair, Derrick Rose. That, yeah, that's fair. Because I think. I, no, I think, it'll... I think I think they'd start Derrick Rose over Kemba. I don't think so. I don't no, know. yeah, Derek maybe. Derrick Rose last season was like five he times balled, better though. than Kemba was. Yeah, I don't know. It all depends on what Tibbs believes. Like, I, it, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I do believe Derrick Rose is very deserving of that starting role for the Knicks. Oh, without question, over He's Kemba. He's a great player. He's a great player. All right. And now, after we talked about the departing free agents, I think it's also important to talk about what we need. What Brad Stevens needs to do as soon as possible. A freaking point guard. That's all I'm on, Celtics. Like, think about it this way, right? We wanted Ish Smith. We didn't get Ish Smith. He signed with the Bucks, I believe. We wanted Spencer Dinwiddie was available. You signed with Washington. Lou Will resign with Atlanta. Lonzo like, Ball. Lonzo Ball signed with Chicago. Like, what the hell are we doing, Celtics? Now the Bulls are getting a super team. They got the Bulls, Caruso. The Bulls are going to be really good. This the second coming of MJ. Alex yeah, okay. Caruso. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also heard, but I did hear rumors. <laughs> point guard, I, the Isaiah Thomas rumors resurfaced. Those are, I don't yeah, know how true really those are. Back. I don't uh, know how true those are. In all fairness, I don't know if the Celtics really it, want that reunion that to get our hopes up. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, think it's like a fan speculation. I'd love, anything. I'd love to see Isaiah Thomas in green again. He's oh been gosh, playing I'd great in that was it Pro AM league. Yeah, he he's only dropped eighty one the other night in the game. Yeah. Had sixty three yeah. in Atlanta another time. Yeah, you know he's he just balling, balling out. out. Yeah. He he deserves he deserves to be on a team hundred percent. I think he'll he provide does. a meaningful role, even like because he he says he's one hundred ten percent healthy. Jamal Crawford testified upon his behalf. He's one hundred percent healthy, and he came in Jamal Crawford's league and scored eighty one points. Eighty one points, and I think he he is worthy of a as he is better than the twelfth man on an NBA team. He is. And I think he can provide, even though he's five nine, he's old, whatever. What he can say, he is worthy of a contract, whether it be Celtics, whatever. He can play, but I, I, think I, rumor... I still can't believe how he go. He goes from uh, runner up for MVP season to just no, he was a he was a runner up surfing the, the next couple of years. Well, because we didn't do take care of him, like. I guess I listened. He was on all the smoke with Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, and he went in and he talked to, and obviously the Celtics came up and what happened, what the hell happened over there. And originally the Celtics said that he was going to have a, he has a bone bruise. And, you know, originally, yeah, originally he could that play Kyrie through a bone wasn't going to go through because of IT's hip injury. He was going to get vetoed. I mean, in retrospect, at the time I was happy for that trade. And at the time, I was thrilled because we got rid of Isaiah Thomas, we got, which was – which I'm not saying he was bad, but I, he was not worth the money. We were, he was not worth the max deal at that moment because of the hip injury. Yeah. Um, we were getting rid of Jay Crowder. I was thrilled that we were going to get rid of Jay Crowder. I know he's good now. But I like Jay Crowder when he was No, he, he was not – no. He I wasn't was, good, I, he, but he just had a fun energy. He shot him. like two for ten almost. He was like – it was a hit or miss. He would either shoot two for ten or like six for eight. He was like never in yeah. between. And and that's what I hated about him. He just kept shooting threes and just ho- even if he was not in, on in sync. Um, but I did hear though, going back to the present day, he I did hear about the Celtics pursuing and almost finalizing a deal with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis yeah. Schroeder, who played for the Lakers last year, I, he was re- I think he was really good for the Lakers. Um, he was a meaningful role. He played defense. He could score. He's nothing. I'm not saying he's like starting point guard like like the answer to the Celtics problems. But I think Dennis Schroeder could provide a role if signed. Um, I don't, I think it's going to be short term. Um, I think it's going to be very uh, temporary. Maybe um, mentor uh, Payne Pritchard, helping him take that next step to potentially starting. Um, and I think Isaiah Thomas could do that as well. But I think Dennis Schroeder makes, um, is the one that we're going for just hearing all the talk surrounding him and i swear yeah. if he re-signs with like if he signs with like i don't know the pelicans i'm gonna blow my brains out like it it's not even funny pelicans need a point guard now i'm saying i mean they got gareth temple from the that's Bulls. true i mean i'm not saying he's great but like geez i mean you got somebody right that's true. um and i think also what we need to do we need to extend two key players on their last year of their deals robert williams who played amazing he's he ended up taking Tristan Thompson's starting role 
and he played amazing on defense, especially with his blocks. He was amazing on defense. Um, and then on offense, you know, providing those inside scoring that we desperate that we needed. And he really provided for that and went healthy. The Celtics were better. And Rob Williams was, is the second coming of Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's his, but that's his ceiling. Anthony Davis or prime Andre Drummond, I think is his ceiling. Yeah. Um, and I think the one that's hopefully almost in the works is the Marcus Smart one. Marcus Smart yeah. is the heart and soul of the Celtics. Um, he, and I mean, he was in the meeting. So, like, I understand, like, I think as Celtics fans can remember the rumors that he might go to the, you know, in the sign and trade deal with Lonzo to the Pelicans, which is, yeah. I thought, I thought was, I think that was, BS. I think that was all, blue. that was not real. I'm I think sorry. that was all, I think that was just, it was not real. Media because, yeah, it was just media twisting. speculation, just, you know, just trying to milk a story out of, you know, nothing that's going on with the Celtics. And I, and it, cause like that really made no sense. Cause he was literally in the meeting room when hiring Coach Adoka. Like he was, yeah. it was him, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Those were the three guys. And so I don't understand why you'd leave, move Marcus Smart. That makes absolutely no sense. If Smart but, was to retire, not like anytime soon, obviously. Like he's only in his what, eighth year. Yeah. Right? Something like that. I think he's like in, he's um, in his 20s. Um, like he would make a great coach, I feel like. I think Marcus so. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, he he reminds me more like a Sam Cassell, like player centric, like an yeah. amazing guy, like energy mm-hmm. can relate to the players. Exactly. He's a, he was a good player. He knows what he knows how a team works. He's been to Eastern Conference Finals multiple times. Sam Cassell has won championships. Don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> and that's why I wanted him to be the freaking coach of the Celtics. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I heard though, according to NBC Sports, um, Marcus Smart was offered. Uh, reportedly, a four-year deal worth $77 million as an extension onto his current contract. I think that's the maximum we can pay him, to be fair, um, if we want any sort of cap space. I think he's worth that. I don't think he's worth that much more. Um, Hopefully, he takes that deal. Hopefully, they can negotiate something. But we need his defense. We need his energy. We need his presence in the locker room. We would be really, really bad without him. Um, and I really hope he takes that deal. I really honestly do. And I think, I hope Brad Stevens has some sort of waiver room, you know, just add, whether change it up, like do some, like what the NFL is doing with like the cap space mechanics, like just give them less guaranteed money, but more incentives. Like just do something like that to give Marcus Smart, like give Marcus Smart what he's worth um, and just keep him here. For as long as you can, he and, like, he's not selfish amazing. about it too. Like, I he's probably not. worth a little more, but like he's willing to take. I don't know. He's I not that great he... of a shooter. He's great at defense. He's not the best shooter. He's getting better. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the greatest. Um, and he's never been an all star. I think. I think less than twenty million dollars or less, nineteen mil. I think is that deal is not far fetched. I think that's pretty much what he's around what he's worth, in my opinion. Um, He's never won any accolades. Um, and I'm not saying that's his fault, but, like, let's be fair about it. Um, but, yeah, whatever. I think I think ne- next year he can definitely make a run for defensive player of the year. I think he he's If he had... really tries, if he really tries, like, which he does. He gives it, he gives it 110%. He, 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 he doesn't. Yeah. 
I think he reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook and the fact that both of those players always go 110% every game. Mm-hmm. And by that, you don't – and you can speak to any former NBA player, Hall of Famers, you know, they can tell you, like, there were games that we did not go 100%. Like, yeah, we said it, of course, you know, to please the media and talk to the fans, blah, 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 blah. But let's be, let's be fair about the situation. No one gives 110% every game. That's just going to tire your body. Russell Westbrook and Marcus Smart give 110% every single game. And I think Marcus Smart, I mean, I think he should be – I thought he should be a finalist last year and the year before. He wasn't, whatever. Call it what it is. But I think – I hope he makes runs for it. I think he's a good player. I think – Very good player. I think he needs – he doesn't have enough twilight. And also, the Celtics suck this year, so I think that's why we didn't really yeah, get the, like, he didn't really get the attention that he deserved. The Celtics are good. Yeah, exactly. When the Celtics They're, are good, he'll be noticed. When he'll the Celtics noticed are without. good, the NBA is in good hands. Like, when New York and Brooklyn are finally now, like, playoff teams, the NBA yeah. is also in balance, I feel like. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I, now – we said it like when the like like NBA duos were coming back again when like all those crazy free agencies hit. Yeah, a couple years ago, especially with AD being yeah. traded as well. AD being traded, Kawhi and he had signing. all these all these duos coming back up. But now you're getting these trios, trios again, which is bullshit. But I mean bullcrap. No, but I think, in my opinion, though, like. And I've said no, this last I, year. But let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking. We can edit this out. With these trios coming back, they're more spread out throughout the league. There's I don't no think so. longer just like a handful of like stars or an all stars just in one area, one conference. They're very much spread out now. I, I kind of disagree with that. Like, because the Brooklyn Nets oh. is going to be hard. I mean, besides, like, the Nets and Lakers, forget about that. Look at yeah, the but Suns. that's besides the Nets and Lakers. That's bes- that's besides two of the – like, remember when but, the like, Cavs look, and the no, Warriors at, made it, at, like, three – like, seven years in a row? That was the finals matchup. Everyone knew it before the season started. That was hard. Now you got not the good Suns. Now you got the Mavs. You got – look at the Bulls now. They're, they can make a good run for it. The Knicks. Yeah, but like you're gonna match up against KD, Kyrie. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna win a championship. I've I've made the Bucks be- still to make even bets. beat them though. I've tried. Well, I listen. I've tried to make bets with everybody I knew last year to bet it with against. I mean, I bet against the Nets. I don't think they're gonna win a championship anytime soon. I I don't think that's gonna work. And I was right last year, and no one wanted to try me on that. I didn't even think they're gonna get to the finals, and I was right. Um, I had Milwaukee beating them. Um. And I was right. No one wanted to take that bet, but well, that's what it is. Um, and I don't think they're going to win that. I don't think they're going to win the championship. I still think that to this day, they will. They're. I don't think they're. I don't think you can't buy your way to a championship. I don't think that's. I don't think a. I don't think it's right. But number number two, I don't think it's. I don't think they can do it. I don't think James Harden is a championship caliber player. He's too. Um, Kyrie Irving, at this moment in time, he's great. He's very talented, but. I don't. I don't see it meshing. I don't see it going. Uh, not with James Harden on that team. And they lost Jeff Green. They lost a whole bunch of players. Austin Witty. Um, they lost a good amount of players. So I. I don't. I don't see it happening. They lost Karis mm-hmm. Levert earlier yeah. that year. 
I don't think I don't see it. I don't see. I don't think you can win that. You can't be that top heavy. I don't think you have to have world players, and they have like three. So, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what yeah. we're gonna do? Yes. You also, your prediction we're, wall now. Yeah. So, what we're gonna do through this podcast? I we're gonna have a, two separate prediction walls: one for the Patriots, one for the Celtics. And what we're going to do, Zach and I, we're going to you throughout the season, but especially now in the beginning of the season, we're going to start making predictions. Um, if for anyone that knows inside the NBA, they, they kind of know, or anyone who's watched inside the NBA, they know what I'm talking about. What we're going to have, we're going to have sticky notes. We're going to make a jam boy with sticky notes on the, the wall, quote, wall. And we are going to make predictions. And then at the end of the year, we're going to review them, see how right we were. Um, I have a prediction tonight. Um, I knew Zach is going to hate me for this, but I, I truly believe it. I'm not BSing anybody, and I'm going to write it right now. I believe my prediction, because I'm before I preface this, I'm a realist fan. I am a fan, truly, of the Patriots, Red Sox, Boston Sports, you name it. But I'm a realistic fan. I don't, I'm not overly like delusional, optimistic. I think that's, I, I'm not like that. It's just you have to be real about the situation at hand. Um, I was last year when I said the Patriots won't have a winning record. I believe that. I knew it. And it happened. Um, so I, I'm i a realistic fan. And I, I did cheer for the Pats Patriots. I wanted, this year. I, yeah, you can go right ahead and put that down. But it's not <laughs> happening. Um, my prediction for the Celtics for this upcoming season is that the Celtics, the Boston Celtics, will not make it to the playoffs. Wow. Write it down. And I'll write it down. August 10th, 2021. Diego says the Celtics will not make the playoffs. And I will explain why. The Celtics will not make the playoffs this year because, number one, they are they digress. They digress from last year. Last year we were a seventh place team. And we digressed. Um, we lost a lot of key players. We lost... Um, Fournier, Kemba Walker, and we didn't really replace him with anybody. Let's be fair. We got Josh Richardson and Chris Dunn. Those are not great replacements for those two players um, who were very, very good, in my opinion. Um, and then you see across the league, Chicago got a lot better. Um, I think if Charlotte can stay healthy, they're going to be really good. Washington got better. New York, they got better. Brooklyn stayed the same. The top three kind of stayed the same. Atlanta's really good. Like, I don't think there's much room for the Celtics in all fairness. Um, and I also believe with the, there's still going to be the play-in tournament this year. They announced that they're going to continue the play-in tournament for this year. I think we're going to get, we might finish as the eight seed, but we, we might get the eight seed, but we're going to lose in that play-in tournament. I don't see us getting out of there. So write it down, make note, the Celtics will not make the playoffs. Diego says that. And I think I'm right about it. So, well, I'm going to go in the opposite direction of that. I say Celtics get at least the third seed. I think despite the struggles of the offseason right now, I think they'll end up surprising everyone. They're not going to get the third seed. They have no well, one to make the third seed. Hey, well, you, and gonna, I don't whoa, 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 think they will make Zach, the playoffs. Zach, pause. You don't think they're better than either Philly or... Milwaukee or Brooklyn. You think think they'd be better than one of those teams? Philly was just the first seed in the East. Milwaukee won the championship. And then you have the big three in Brooklyn. You think you're going to be better than one of those teams? 
Hey, I said are you could get at least the third seed. Are you kidding me? Hey, you never know. You're going to be better than one of those teams. At you least. never know. You that never is not going to happen. That you is never so... know. See, Zach is on the opposite spectrum where I'm realistic and Zach is the over-optimist. And hey, Zach, I'm going to tell I you right the now. Celtics. I put realistic expectations so you're not too disappointed. <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, at least the third seed, better than I don't think they'll no, they'll get maybe the eight seed tops. Seven, eight tops. Because let me just let me count the let me count. So there's Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, New York, Atlanta, Charlotte, um, Washington. And there was another team. Who else? That's seven teams better than the Celtics. So we're eight. Detroit. Detroit's not very better than the Celtics. If Detroit's better than the Celtics, we have major problems. I'm sorry. Yeah. If Detroit is better than the Celtics, we have a lot of issues at hand. I'm just saying that's another team, though. No, they're going to be not, worse. Not ahead of Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Eight. Chicago. Chicago's eight. I didn't mention Chicago. So that's eight teams better than the Celtics. And they will finish better than the Celtics. Hey. Absolutely. Without question. Hey, and they I will guess lose in the we'll playoffs. I guess we'll just have tournament. to find out. And um, I, dude, I think I'm right, too. I think. I, I mean, if we get Schroeder, I think it would improve. All star break. We take another look at it and then. I'm going to maintain that prediction. I mean, it's already in stone. It's already etched in stone. Mm-hmm. We're going to look in back at this moment, and I'll be laughing at the All-Star break or whatever, and I'm going to be laughing at you so hard because the Celtics will not be even close to the third seed. Well, like Charles Berkeley makes his guarantees, I'm making a Zach guarantee. Yeah. Zach <laughs> guarantees. Yeah. The Celtics will get at least the third seed. Well, that wow. does it for our first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. This has definitely been a fun conversation. Um, hopefully by this Friday we'll have out our Patriots episode. We will have one. Once Next... we figure out how to edit. <laughs> yes. We're Mark very the day. Mark the day. We will have one this Friday. It's going to be on the Patriots this time so we can move off of our like depression of the Celtics. Or not depression, I wouldn't say that. Edit well, that out. Well, we're both in depression of the Celtics and the Patriots, so we'll figure Just it out. Edit that out. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you next Friday. We'll be talking about the Patriots. We're talking about their offseason and what will happen. Hopefully, we'll make some predictions on their season. Maybe look at the roster and see how they do and how they mm-hmm. did at the first preseason game against the Washington football team. Um, I can't wait to see that. Zach will be there, so he will have a first-hand account. Yep, hopefully. I'll be at that game. So, see you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. This is Diego. This is Zach. And this is this Wicked Pissa Sports. Wicked Pissa Sports. Okay, bye-bye.